unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. Condolences. Sad day. The best Batman oh, passed yeah. away. Terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. Um, you know, I've got the complete animated series on, on Blu-ray. Um, I might have to sit down and watch that here in a few days. Because he was Batman. Don't care what anybody says. And just for the record, Batman Mask of the Phantasm is the best Batman movie ever made. Oh, just hell throwing, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Um, that's one of my, my most favorite Funko Pops. I actually found a Phantasm, <laughs> which is really, really cool. So, all right. So, we're going to get started here. Um, this was scheduled, obviously, for the first week of this month, but COVID had other plans. So, we had to put it off uh, and get it scheduled. Tonight, our guest is Blaine Tag, the legitimate journalist and creator of The Serving Times. I have a link to The Serving Times in the description of the video. I also have a link to the companion piece that he wrote for this. Uh, real quick, uh, if you have not and you like what we do, please subscribe, hit notifications or whatnot. We'd like to see the number go up a little bit this year. So what I'm going to do real quick is Blame Tag had started a thread on Twitter, which you know, obviously is a shit show right now. But anyway, um, of different articles. And what happened was, I mean, think about the pandemic. 2020, everybody was essential, right? You know, that was like the big buzz thing, you know, talking about essential employees. And then after that, we got into the great resignation. And that's where, you know, I did interview for Business Insider and, and a couple of other things and whatnot. And, you know, talking about how the workforce was tired of being mistreated and all this other stuff. Well, we, we come out of that, right? And the next cycle seems to be it's all the workforce's fault now. And so I've got some slides here that I'm going to pull up real quick um, so everybody can kind of take a look at what I'm talking about. And these are all actual headlines. These um, are all, like, from within a week period, too. This isn't, like, throughout the years. This is, like, a very short period of time. Yes, and I think I've got one of these. You said the, these two articles were posted, like, an hour apart. So, and there's some interesting things in it, too, that I'm going to let Blang Tag talk about because he actually did his due diligence and actually investigated. But here's what we got so far. Um, this is from Quartz. The guy who inspired the quiet quitting movement is back to working 50 hours a week. Nice. Um, let's not draw the wrong lessons, again, from Justin's career choices. And then we've got a LinkedIn uh, sponsored ad. The Boston Globe called it the beginning, in the beginning, quiet revolution. Ariana Huffington called it a step towards quitting on life. What do you think of the term quiet quitting? And you see Matt Starr. You're the ones who won't stop talking about it. <laughs> Correct. Um, the next. Now, this one here, Blame Tag, was the one that you had posted that they were an hour apart. Business Insider. The perfect example of the workplace industrial complex in action is the recent freakout over quiet quitting. The term was supposedly invented years ago by an economist named Mark Bolger, but went viral recently on TikTok. Then, an hour later... The era of quiet quitting is already over. 
And then this is two part. This is this is one, and we'll end on another one. But pizza motivates employees more than cash bonuses. Why money isn't all that great of a motivator, and why pizza is. And I'm going to let Blame Tag here in just a second explain that. Uh, another insider: All those new servers at your favorite restaurant aren't just bad at waiting tables. They may wind up crashing the entire economy. Wow. That's, oh yeah, that was a direct inspiration. I did a yeah, I did an yeah. article about that same subject. Yeah, and and it's and it the little subtitle is like labor productivity has fallen off a cliff in 2022 as more inexperienced workers join the job market. This is bad news for co-workers, companies, and the economy. Okay. Then from inside her again, quiet quitters coasting through work could be a prime target for layoffs as recession fears loom, labor experts say. Mm-hmm. Then Bloomberg opinion, the only true pleasure comes from work. A Japanese philosophy for the quiet quitting generation. Of course, there's nothing new about this phenomenon. If Gen Z knew how to dial a call, they would understand the age-old concept of phoning it in. The inability to inspire worker buy-in has been a challenge for organizations for decades. Uh-huh. Okay. Such an asshole way to put that, too, is if ooh, you know how to dial a phone, fuck you, Bloomberg. Yeah, exactly. Then you got Forbes. Acting your wage is the next viral trend emanating from TikTok after quiet quitting. Acting yeah, your... I think I put out a warning that they had gotten a hold of acting your wage. Yeah. Yeah. Acting your wage is detrimental to long-term career success. Okay. Then you have the Inc. Dot article. Bizarre study finds pizza motivates employees more than cash bonuses. Why money isn't all that great of a motivator and why pizza is. And then I have listed there. Uh, I'm telling all y'all it's a sabotage. Why quiet quitting isn't a new concept, but a rebranding of an old one, dipshit. That is um, Mr. Blame Tag's companion piece. And uh, like I said, the link's in the description. So, legitimate. Yes. Unverified, but legitimate. Yeah. So, Blame Tag, tell us a little bit about the pizza one. Uh, Let me get my notes up here, because, yeah, that... You know, you give me a lot of credit for researching. Like, it really wasn't a lot. There were, like, this is kind of an old article. It was from, like, 2016. And, like, there were a few articles about it, and there were a few others that kind of spell it out better. So I have it here. Okay, so it wasn't an expansive study. It was one workplace that made, um, I think it was semiconductors, which, you know, I'm not a tech guy. I don't know what that is. So they divided the employees into four groups. Um, Group one got a $30 bonus. So this is $30, not really that much money. Uh, Group two got a voucher for free pizza at a pizza restaurant. So it wasn't pizza in the break room, which is kind of like, I feel like the headline was misleading to that. And then group three, who actually was the most productive, they just got a complimentary text message from the company telling them, good job. And then there was group four which was they got nothing. They were the control group. And that's kind of the point is the way the article, you know, headline is immediately we're all like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. And you go and you actually dig and you find out, no, it wasn't anything really kind of what they insinuated. Now yeah. I know the quiet quitting things a little aggravating, and I know that some places like to give its credit actually to China 
um, via the lay flat phenomenon that was going on over there where people refused to do work and they just laid flat. That's what they did. But, but if you are a legitimate journalist, like some of us here, tell us where it came from, Blaine Ty. Well, according to Business Insider, it came from Business Insider. Right. So they did an article about this guy, Justin, who was a job recruiter, and he was kind of fed up with his job. So he just started doing uh, less and less work, putting in fewer and fewer hours. And so they published a story about him, which is, I don't have the name of the person who wrote it written down, but um, she posted the article, and then apparently... TikTok got a hold of it, and because, again, according to Insider, TikTok is, um, Business Insider is so popular in TikTok that they all loved it, and they started doing it too, and they started calling it quiet quitting. Mm-hmm. And according to Business Insider, that's where it comes from. They started it. Which, However, plot twist. <laughs> is the sabotage plot twist? Yes. <clears throat> okay, so I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about um, Emile Pigot, who's um, 19th century French, uh, kind of like worker, uh, advocate for worker rights. And he invented this, um, he didn't invent it, um, he adapted it from a Scottish phenomenon called Kakani or Go Canny. Mm-hmm. And it was basically literally just a slowdown, um, slowdown of work because your wages weren't meeting the expectation. Uh, He adapted it into a practice that he referred to as sabotage because there wasn't a word in French for it, which is where the word actually comes from, that he described. And there's different accounts of this, but the one I read said he described it as working as if you're being beaten by wooden shoes, which is a sabot. So that's where the word sabotage comes from. And his description of the practice is, you know, it's basically quite funny. It's the same thing. So I'm willing to bet that the journalists, the business insider know that too. But yeah, they want to take credit for this thing. But I mean, we joke that I'm like a legitimate journalist, but honestly, if I can find the information, then, you know, they have much better information at their fingers. They, you know, they should know. Oh yes, they should. And they do. It's stupid not to, I mean, we all know without looking it up that they didn't invent it. Well, it, you know, the big thing that's pissed me off so much is now seemingly, as we come out of the pandemic, or they say we're coming out of the pandemic, there has been a definite push in the media to paint the workforce as the enemy. And it's ratcheted up pretty much since the beginning of the year. And it's just odd that, you know, for a brief moment, workers were considered essential and they deserved better, then all of a sudden, wait a minute, we've got all these big companies talking about how, you know, it's the workforce. They're, they're lazy now. They don't want to go above and beyond. Well, guess what? It's not lazy. It's getting smarter and realizing they're expecting me to do more than what they hired me for. What do I get out of it? I'm not getting any extra money. I'm not getting a living wage. I'm getting worked to death. And they have a problem with the workforce becoming cognizant of the fact, hey, this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what I'm getting paid to do. 
why do you keep piling more on me but getting mad that I realize that it's wrong and you won't do anything to compensate for it? And it's it's gotten out of hand. It really has. And yeah. you could see it, especially with Insider. And, you know, it's kind of, if you really think about it, you know, originally they were called Business Insider. It makes a whole lot of sense at that point, doesn't it? You know, they took the business out of their, you know, branding and just became insider. And they're like the leading, you know, perpetrators of this mess. I mean, we just showed you several examples, like Blaine Tyke said, that were all like roughly within a span of seven to ten days. I mean, I feel like, excuse me, um, quiet quitting in particular I feel like they talk about more than anyone else. I honestly, though, to give them credit, they are not the most negative towards workers. That honor would go to either Forbes or Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. And um, going back to something we were talking about before, like kind of the turn on workers. And I know we're all sick of talking about and hearing about it by now, but it's it has to do with inflation where like people don't want to admit where it's really coming from. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, you know, these workers are asking for more money or, you know they're leaving their jobs. So now we can't produce as much and they're blaming it on that shit. But you know, there's a story came out last week where the, you know, the house basically investigated and, you know, they found that it was just hiking up prices beyond what they had to do. What was driving inflation. Yep. We went over that Wednesday. I mean, it's, and I'm amazed that it actually, you know, the report came out and look at the segments of business. I mean, energy, fuel, meat. And when you when you really dig into it, I mean, there's only four major companies that control the entire meat industry in the United States. So there, there's a monopolization, and it's almost like a smokescreen. It's like, you know, they want to put the burden on the workforce. You know, they want you to look at the left hand but not pay attention to what the right hand's doing. Yeah. And... You know, the general public, whether you care about, you know, workers' rights or things like that, you should be pissed off that they're using a group of people to fleece you for more money. That's what you should should be pissed off about. You shouldn't be pissed off because, you know, McDonald's doesn't have enough help and the drive-thru line is too long. Start asking why. I mean, people, workers are pissed off now. I mean, they've had enough. And, you know, they really, really like to pin it on the younger generation. And I think that's unfair. Yeah. Because maybe they're scared to admit that a lot of the younger generation have figured it out. I mean, wouldn't you agree? It really seems like, and, and we're not talking about lazy people. We're not talking about the people that don't want to work. We're not talking about the people that want to fleece the system. We're talking about people who have realized that they're doing these things for shitty wages. We're all getting priced out of living, basically, at this point, unless you're rich. I mean, think about this. We're starting to see articles where you have families that have an income of $250,000 a year or more and they're bitching about living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, you know, the younger generation got screwed because all these golden eras of, like, their grandparents, how, you know, the dollar went further and how you could be a door-to-door shoe salesman and you could, 
pay off a house and, and your wife sit at home and all these other things. This generation is not going to get it. I'd be a little pissed off too because those people forget how inflation has worked and how the cost of living has went up and how the dollar is not doesn't have the same parity it did back then. The, these, this younger generation is tired of hearing older folks tell them, you just need to work harder. Okay, they are working harder in a lot of instances, and guess what? They're not getting a goddamn thing out of it. Yeah, a lot of it is that, too, is, you know, kind of like the youngest generation is always the boogeyman to the oldest. Like, you know, these Gen Zs, they don't want to work. They, you know, they want to quiet quit. They want to go to work and sit in a hammock or whatever. But, you know, it's bullshit. It's, yeah. I mean, what what happened to people? <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the thing that really bothers me is there's a lot of people in our lives that we know are intellectual enough to understand what it really is, but they just will not let go of this concept of they equate hard work to the life that they had, not realizing that that same hard work isn't going to get somebody a quarter of what they had. And and then they get all confused and pissed off, you know, because the younger generations figured it out and they just look at them being lazy instead of looking at hard numbers and looking at what the difference is. You know, they make all sorts of excuses. You know, it's like, well, back in my day, blah, blah, blah. But they don't want to hear back in your day, things were different. You know, I saw one the other day where someone was like, you know, when I was their age, I was working 16 hour days, five days a week. And, you know, I was only making $2 an hour and I never complained about it. And then like someone responded as like, can you believe wanting to dunk on this generation so bad that you don't see that you're the victim? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's the other thing. How how much of the hatred comes from an older generation who maybe is cognizant that they were exploited and they just don't want to admit it? You yeah, know? Well, we were exploited, so now, you know, you're exploited too. It's, you know, just because it happened to you doesn't mean, you know, like, it's like the student debt thing is just because you had to pay this off doesn't mean it was okay. Like... Well, yeah, and that's another thing, too. I mean, th- there's a lot of hate that goes along with all this. I mean, the same people that will be like, well, back in my day, blah, 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 they don't understand how exploitative the student loan situation was anywhere, anyway, and now they're mad that some of them are going to get forgiven. So? I mean, I-, I have a serious problem with groups of people who have a problem with people getting ahead. Or breaking even, even yeah. you know? Uh, real quick, as the chat's going through, Irish says, people have learned that jobs don't pay as well as they used to. They're right, too. Hard work doesn't amount to opportunities anymore. And that's true. Um, Hero says, but consider how it's messed up that they're victimized because the TikTok generation puts a higher value on living their lives and having life experiences rather than working themselves to death and enjoying nothing. Bingo. I think that's a lot of it, too. I think a lot of the older generation resents the fact that the younger generation has figured out it's not all about work. You know, you're born at point A, you die at point B. It's what you do in between. People start to realize, wait a minute, retirement's a scam. We've got to be exploited from typically the ages of 17 up until 65. And if you're lucky, you might get an extra 10 to 15 years at the end that you're physically unable to do anything, physically unable to enjoy anything, and your life is wasted. I mean, how much regret do you have? You know, you hit retirement, and 
all of a sudden, five years later, you're like, man, there's so much I could have done. And I didn't, I, you know, my mentor, a, a, a great friend to me, um, recently passed away a couple of years ago, super hardworking guy. He's the one who kind of got me into management and whatnot. And I, and I didn't know he was sick at the time. The last time I saw him, he didn't know he was sick. And here he was, he was telling me, he goes, you know what, Steve, I got one more inventory and I can retire. Well, lo and behold, he wound up having an aggressive form of cancer and died before he made it to his retirement. And all he did was work, 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 work. No kids. He was married. But, I mean, you're not guaranteed anything. He didn't even get to make it to retirement. He told me, he's like, I I got one more inventory to go. And, I I mean, it's, it's things like that that make you realize, hey, look, you know, it's not worth all that. Um. Let's see what we got. Russell says, it's like me and a friend was talking about cost. I told, like I told him, a $1981 bill is still worth a dollar today. How is that when what you could have bought with that dollar in 1980 than now? Well, that's, that's the thing. You know, it, it the value is still a dollar, but the buying power is not there. And, you know, they try to make it sound like your currency is devalued. No, everything's getting priced out. I mean, case in point, I mean, I mean, we all should have saw the writing on the wall as soon as Dollar Tree went to buck 25, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Stephen Petrovelli says they should want us to not have to work 16-hour days and go through what they did. But instead of empathy, it's anger. Yep. And, and I think that anger comes from the fact that, you know, they realize as they retired and then their twilight years, they wasted a lot of their life. And they're mad that people get to enjoy it. I mean, I, I, there's still people I know that I've talked to from time to time that question why I dropped out of management. You know, why did I just go be an hourly schmo? And I'm like, ask me that in December. <laughs> you know, because it's, I mean, I kind of looked at it that way. I mean, sure, I'd love to make more money. I mean, that'd be great. Yeah. But I don't want the bullshit that goes along with it. And, you know, not that I live an extravagant life by any means, but, you know, doing the podcast and whatnot, I wouldn't be able to do that if I, you know, still had short hair and was carrying keys. I mean, you know why? But, it's you know, and the problem is you, you hear a lot about class warfare a lot, but what the media is doing is they're getting ready to turn it into job warfare because, you know, you don't want people to strike. You don't want people to get unionized, but you keep posting shit like it's in the media. Guess what you're going to get? Yeah, and it's just more like um, <clears throat> kind of training people's brains to, again, this is, you know, oh, you, you're not getting your Amazon shit because there's a strike. Well, it's not because Amazon's being unfair. It's because the workers. Right. Lazy workers, nobody wants to work. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. It's like they, they've taken the nobody wants to work and tried to bundle it up into a bunch of different little catchphrases yeah. to put to push it back on on us that are working. And and it's bullshit. I mean, what do they think the end game is? It's almost like they're trying to bully people to go back to the way of thinking where being exploited was okay. It's not working <laughs> at all. And but it's that's all it, they know. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, it, it's, it, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. 
you know, I love seeing the stories about people pissed off because they went to a restaurant and, and they're closed because they don't have any people. Look, I love Bojangles, all right? We have a Bojangles local. God, we haven't been able to get Bojangles in months. The last time we went was a week ago. We pull up through the drive-thru. Uh, yeah, we're, we're closed right now. This is like at 1130, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, right? Obviously, you don't have anybody working. And we had to close a, a whole section of our store today because we didn't have anyone to work it. Really? Yeah. That just that's today. That shit just happened today. Wow. And they were there was a period where they were closed for like close to a month because they just didn't have people working there. And, and you know, and and what happens is is we become cannon fodder for customers. Yeah. Instead of them realizing or caring, and that's the other thing. You know, there there is no empathy. It's like Stephen said. You know, it's anger. It's not empathy. And yeah, I, um, just to quote myself, said that in that customer is always right article I wrote is like, you know, they don't realize that, you know, this that third entity is the enemy, which is the corporate. Yeah. You know, you're not, you shouldn't be fighting us and we shouldn't be fighting them. We should both be fighting corporate. Yep. I mean, and, but they won't. And the reason they won't is they don't have any skin in the game. The only skin they have in the game is whether or not they can buy the product they want to buy. And that's, you know, I mean, what is that? Is that a byproduct of capitalism? I mean, is that what it is? Is it a byproduct of having a society that's gotten used to getting what they want when they want it? Yeah, I mean, and that, I think so. And, and you could tie that back to the whole customer's always right bullshit. Yeah. I mean, there, there's there been a trend for decades on cor- corporations, you know, catering to a shitty customer base. This is what you get. You, you you've You've catered to these assholes for years. And now all of a sudden there's some bumps in the road. You've weaponized retail is what you have done. Retail has been weaponized. There is a definite line in the sand. There's the customers. There's the employees. And it's it's kind of like the standoff, like in like Lord of the Rings, where you got two armies of elves with their with their bows drawn. You know, and it's the media's helped foster that. And it's irresponsible. I mean, you know, people get hurt. You know, people, it's this, the behavior of people is just terrible. Um, Iris says the working culture in the Western world devalues life experiences. Enjoying yourself and relaxing is looked upon as sinful. What we are seeing now is an enlightenment. Work shouldn't be your life. Well said. Um, Steven says my store has had to close several times and it's 50-50 on the people who are empathetic and those who are angry. Oh, Hero wants to know if we're going to talk about the Starbucks mandate. You saw that shit, right? Blank tag. You you were the one who tagged me in that, right? Where they passed um, where they passed the thing that the, they had to work faster. Oh yeah, that was my um my old home state, Trumbull, Connecticut. Yeah. I mean, for those of you that are not familiar, evidently there was a Starbucks in Connecticut that the general populace there was upset that the lines were too long in the drive-through and it was taking too long and these ass clowns actually passed some sort of resolution that quote unquote is supposed to force the Starbucks employees to work faster yeah i guess they were backing out into the street just because the orders were taking so long it's causing a lot of traffic there it's, i mean you know it's just kind of like how do you <coughs> mandate that someone work faster right and, and you talk about tax dollars being wasted. 
Yeah. I mean, that's like straight up, you know, like a retail homeowners association almost. And, and you know what, all this culture that we've been going through for years as workers, that's why HOAs suck because those same people, they come in the store after church on Sunday and blow you out in a non-Christian way are the same people that are going to try to find you because your grass is two inches too high. I mean, it's, it's almost like a power struggle between the public and yeah. workers. We had, um, we had like the whole state preparing for a hurricane and I'm out there power washing the fucking driveway because of the HOA didn't want to get fined. Man, I, I really think those things should be fucking banned. No, I mean, and then they told us to send them a picture, and I think my wife told me, <laughs> like, well, you want to know if it's cleaner? Drive your ass down there. And they're like, we can't drive down there. There's a hurricane. <laughs> but you expect us to go out and pressure wash this shit in a hurricane. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but, but, you know, like I said, all that shit carries over. And, you know, so my bigger question is who's going to hold these publications accountable? You know, you could argue that some of these clickbaity titles and whatnot since we have a totally mentally unstable populace by and large could incite violence in the workplace. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. And it's just aggravating and pisses me off that you got people out there trying to make it. You got people out there doing their best. You got people out there maybe working two, three jobs and every time and, and they think they're doing right by their family and they're doing the best they can but they wind up on social media or some shit and all, all you're getting told is how shitty you are. You um, know? What I'd like to see, and I know this, I dream too big sometimes, and I know I think I mentioned this at the end of the, the companion article, is for people to go into their into the articles or into the social media and just, you know, it just takes a little bit of, like, Googling or, you know, looking into it and just, like, you know, tell them in the comments why this is bullshit. Like, not just that this is bullshit, but why this is not true. You know, these are facts you're skewing. Um, if, if you look at their shit on Facebook, um, Forbes, Business Insider, Wall Street Journal, all of the comments are people talking shit about the workers. Yeah. And, you know, I would love for them to get drowned out by people saying, you know, like, I, I do what I say all the time. This article is bullshit. And, you know, there's not many of us doing that, especially on Facebook. So, you know, it just kind of, um, I don't know, cycles back onto itself. It's just, you know, people go in there pissed at workers and then they read more comments and it just kind of. It snowballs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, good evening, Ranty. Ranty says physical strength, parentheses, violence is the current override for intelligence and logic. Correct. And, you know, I I don't know, I don't want to say it's a lost cause, but it's quite fucking obvious that all of us that work hourly jobs, it, we might as well just have, you know, a set of crosshairs over us because yeah. evidently we're the enemy. We might be the people stocking the shelves so, you know, Karen and Kyle can have their shit, but they don't care, you know. These articles also, the way they spin it, takes the general public and basically makes us the scapegoat for the rise of their cost of living. Yeah. And, you know, once again, workforce resentment. You know, they see not a cashier 
that's trying to do their best, they see somebody asking for for, for more money, and therefore their grocery bill is going up because of that snot-nosed little young, unappreciative, doesn't-work-too-hard cashier. And that's how all this plays out because, unfortunately, the generation that thinks that way are the ones who click and read all these fucking articles. Well, you know what's also shitty about it? Like, a lot of them, if if you read them, they explain, like, oh, so it's not really, but, you know, here here's why. But, you know, when you get just the headline, which, and when you bring in paywalls and also the fact that people generally just react to headlines, I mean, they're not getting the full story anyway. No. So, you know, maybe they are explaining that and who the fuck knows because who the fuck's going to read that? Exactly. Randy brings up a good point. If customers weren't shitty to us, we wouldn't be demanding more money. Yep. And at the same time, if corporations weren't asking us to go above and beyond the job we were hired to do, we wouldn't be asking for more money either. Yeah. Um, Irish says cowards and idiots need scapegoats. And and I don't, you know, I don't know um, what, I mean, how you fix it. I mean, it, you know, Alki has talked a lot about, you know, a general strike. There's a lot of risks for people to walk out on the job because we're in an exploitive situation where we have to have money, right? But it seems to me the only way it's ever going to get fixed is for everything to shut down. And and I don't know what the answer is for that. I mean, I know someone said the other day, like, every billionaire could stop working stop doing everything and like none of us would notice but like if we did the same thing like the whole fucking system would shut down well i mean the, the pandemic proved that shit you yeah. know it, it, see once again look at the different ends of the spectrum how far we've come you know for a year everybody realized oh shit if it wasn't for these minimum wage employees we're all gonna die because that, that's really how it came out like nobody could function no, nobody could make it. Oh my God, I can't go to the grocery. I, and we were important, right? But now we're the enemy. They forget that if it wasn't for that segment of the workforce, yeah. God, how many of them would have starved to death? It'd have been like Mad Max. I mean, survival of the fittest. And a lot of the people that are complaining and whatnot, they'd be the first ones to die. They wouldn't make it. Well, it's fine because they got a Heroes Work Here banner and a pizza party. So they're, you know. It's enough. Yep. Oh, Ranty, that is a brilliant, brilliant statement. COVID was the scapegoat that unveiled the actual virus, which is people. Yep. Um, but, uh, Ranty, speaking of which, if you would like to have an episode here shortly about your um, experience, let me know. Yes, I would love to hear that. <clears throat> yes. Uh, Irish Connection says, Jimmy Hoffa tried. Disrupting the supply chain would collapse the place. That's one of the keys, I think. I agree. Um, and it's, I just don't know. We have too many people that make too much money. And what I mean by that is the upper whatever percent, um, runs everything. You know, what's the analogy plan take? I know we've seen it. It's like, you know, you can give a rich person $500 and they will invest it, but you give a poor person five hundred dollars and they spend it all on necessities because they have to that's a huge difference you know in the lives that we lead and um it's just i don't know 
I don't know. I mean, we've seen the shift in the media. We've seen, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we're getting kicked in the nuts. It's all of our fault. And, you know, here we are at holiday time, you know, where it's going to be feast or famine. You know, there's going to be shortages. There's going to be stuff that people are looking for that they can't get. And guess who's in harm's way again? with a little bit of extra added rage towards them because, oh, not only can I get can I not get little Susie's toy, but if I was able to get it, it costs $10 more because you think you deserve a living wage. And that's how this shit's going to eventually spiral. Yeah. You know, and and it's, what would, what would somebody do? Like, can you imagine like a store staff one day just all agreeing that it's like war and they start assaulting all the customers and, 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 you know, like basically like, like a prison riot. I mean, it, it could be funny. Um, but is that what it's going to take to stop this shit? I mean, really? I mean, what do we have to do to gain the respect of the people that shop with us? and the respect of the general public who maybe are retired with nice pensions or they have great jobs with great salaries, what's it going to take to be treated equal? I don't know. It's a big question, and uh, I'm sorry. I don't, have a, I don't have a good answer for it. I don't think any of us do. Yeah. You know, because most of us are good people, and we don't want to choose violence. It's the people that keep putting us down that would much rather choose violence. I mean, can you imagine the amount of people who come into a store and they're just begging, you know, wanting to whip a cashier's ass for no reason? Because that's more than mutual, that feeling. Well, true. But, you know, it's in once again, we're at a situation where I don't see a lot of protections for employees right now. You know, I mean, I just don't, Uh, you know, it's lambs to a slaughter. And, you know, I have kids that, you know, will be working age soon. All I can do is is try to instill into them to be a good person. Don't get taken advantage of. Yes, I do believe in hard work. I believe that, you know, there are certain things you have to do to excel. That's just life, okay? That doesn't so mean... It's like working age is like 11, 11 years old? Not yet. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> Give it time. I, I love where we're, but, but you know, there, there's such an interesting like argument there too. So we see these companies trying to hire 14 and 15 year olds, right? Yeah. What, where is some sort of labor attorney out there wanting to bust somebody's balls like McDonald's? Oh, if you're 14, we'll pay you $9 an hour. If you're 18, we'll pay you X amount, even though you might be doing the same job. It's age discrimination. I mean, they're they're advertising age discrimination. There's got to be some lawyer out there that wants to make a name for himself that could just go fucking barrel through that shit. But nobody's doing it. I have to find his name. I follow him. <laughs> he always, he's always talking about stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's... You might already follow him, too. Uh, Wayland or the other one? I don't not know. The, I'd have to not the one we not not the one we had on the show. 
No, no, I don't think he was on. All right, so you're talking about the one lawyer who's always posting stuff and it's kind of snide in a way? Yeah, but, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but okay, that's great. Has anybody went after these companies yet? I haven't seen anything. I mean, that seems pretty black and white. You know? Um, you're advertising four different age ranges for four different rates of pay. And you cannot tell me that a 14-year-old isn't going to wind up doing the same job as an 18-year-old is going to do, especially in fast food. Well, those jobs are just for teenagers anyway to learn how to handle money. Well, that goes back to like when we had um, um, The Economist on, you know, however long ago. Well, if these jobs are made for teenagers, how come these businesses are open during school hours? And I'll never forget him saying that. I'm like, oh, shit. That never really occurred to me. So once again, the general public would be pissed off and be like, hey, look, you told us all these were jobs for high schoolers. They got to go to school first. You think that would fly? Oh, hell no. I think I had that as one of my uh, one of my headlines is job meant for teenagers finding finding it hard to staff Monday afternoon. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just pisses me off because it seems like we all got kind of bought into the fact. I know I did. I mean, we, we all kind of thought that with the pandemic, oh, shit, our time is now. They finally realize that we're important. And boy, Scared the shit out of them. We were wrong. <laughs> we were wrong because here we, we we went backwards. It's even worse now. I really yeah. do believe it's worse now than it was pre-pandemic, because there's a constant media push to talk about how shitty we all are. And I, I I don't I don't know. I mean, it's they're complicit in this, and like all things that fester, it will eventually come to a head. And the big question is what happens when it does. And it's, and I hate to say this, and I know this is going to sound terrible, but I mean, is it going to take the older generations dying out before there's any progress? Because does it not feel that way? Sometimes, yeah, it feels that way. But I mean, I, I would like to think, again, I dream big that, you know, we can progress somewhat without um you know entire generations of people dying off yeah i mean but i mean look a certain age group has a lock on so many things look at congress you know we know i don't talk about politics but i mean look at our political system look at the age groups making the decisions right oh yeah you got um I mean, you know, I know you don't like to talk about politics, but you know, one guy, one guy there is uh, 89 years old and just got elected to a six-year term. Yeah, I mean, okay, so you cannot tell me that a person at that age has the best interest for somebody 24 years old because yeah. they don't know and they don't have that experience. Now, I'm not saying you know you you flood the government full of like 16-year-olds, right? I mean, there's got to be some vetting, right? But Look at all the people that are in charge. It's all old money, as they say. And they do not want to give up their way of life. And they will squash everybody beneath them to make sure they don't. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem. And, you know, it's we've got to find some 
equal ground to where the workforce, regardless of what the job is, regardless if you're a janitor at a retailer or you're a store manager or whatnot, you should all be treated with respect. You should be, you know, able to be dignified in what you do. And you should be able to work hard but make enough money to actually live comfortably enough to where you don't have to struggle. And there are far, far more many people out there who are against that than for it. And I don't understand why. I mean, <clears throat> as part of that whole, you know, capitalist system where people are just judged on how much they make and, you know, people come into your store and, read these articles and they see someone who, you know, they know doesn't make a lot of money. So to them, that makes you a lesser person. Yeah. It just, it just sucks that that's what we judge people on, you know, and it, that's, that's terrible. It's, it's, it's terrible. And, um, you know, I see, I see Russell says, you know, you can look at it that way, but for them too, when most of them were working, we were still living the American dream. Yes. Okay. I don't know what your question of the American dream is. I think the American dream only applies to like the top maybe 10%. Right. To me, the American dream would be have a house paid off for, you know, at an early age. Um, Most of us can't do that now. And, you know, be debt free. And yes, but the irresponsibility of that generation was... They all said, we want better for our kids than we had. And they 110% failed in that promise. Because they fought everything that could make the next generation's lives better, tooth and nail. So they are absolutely full of shit. Yeah, I mean, there's also that attitude, too, where if you're poor, it's because you don't work hard enough. Right? It's your own fucking fault if you're poor. I've known people work three jobs and they were poor. Yeah. And so whose fault is that? You know? Um, And, you know, go get an education. But yet you're mad about student loans getting forgiven. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's the thing. You know, there, I heard it. You know, a lot of us probably did. You know, our goal as parents is to make sure that our children have it better than we did. No, it's not happening, guys. It's not. The world's not set up the same way. And those same people that said that haven't fought to improve the world for their children. Oh, well, Steve, what you have to ask is, did those people even try pulling themselves up by their bootstraps? Oh, of course they did. You know, they walked two ways to work in the snow barefoot, you know, the whole nine yards. They think they did. They really do. They think their you know, life was hard. You know, it's a funny one about that is I like that one because it's actually from a physics textbook from I don't know how long ago describing like an impossible task. Like, you know, you can't lift yourself up by your bootstraps because it's physically impossible. Right. So I just I love how that came to mean what it does now. Wow. Like, why don't these people pull themselves up by their bootstraps? Well, because they can't. You fucking can't. Yeah. Right. 
Um, Iris says we should have a maximum voting age, just like we have a minimum voting age. Nobody age 70 plus should be voting on issues that last a lifetime. Yeah, I, I could kind of see that. But see, those same people that are in power that are, are that age, they'd be, oh, you're discriminating against us. Fuck off, man. Y'all been discriminating against the workforce for like, you know, years now. And it still angers me that the entire generation of people that say, oh, well, it's the younger generation. They don't want to work. Blah, 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 blah. But these same people bent over and took it as the cost of living increased year over year over year over year over year. We don't see them bitching about that. No. We see them bitching about Gen Z. It's shit. You. They don't understand how hypocritical that is. You let the government bend you over for years and fleece you. And you won't complain about that. You pick on the little guy. Priorities are fucked up. What's kind of fucked up the way um, I heard it described um, recently. So the companies we work for are giving money to politicians to pass fucked up laws to keep, you know, to Keep you know, wages down. Keep wages down, keep rent high, you know, keep fucked up work conditions. Yep. And they're paying for that with our labor. So, in effect, we're paying the politicians to fuck us over. Like, we're yep. subsidiz- um, subsidizing that for them. Exactly. That's, I mean, <laughs> I exactly. That. And, and that... It's a fucked up way to see it. And, and that's why, like I said, I don't get into politics things. I mean, I mean, you guys have heard me say, I think that both sides suck. They, oh, yeah, they, no. they, none of them are doing anything for you and I. They are doing shit for themselves and their buddies. And anybody who thinks otherwise, boy, y'all are fucking stupid. <laughs> Period. I don't care, you know, because we ain't seeing the kind of benefits they get. I mean, I mean, God, uh, I, I remember reading you know, the, the most recent prime minister that failed in England. If I'm not mistaken, she served for 45 days. And she resigned, but because she served for 45 days, she basically gets a yearly salary now of like $115,000 a year for 45 days. She can't even beat the lettuce. Right. I mean, come on, man. I mean, that's bullshit. But anyway, so we are sitting at um about 50 minutes. Now, one thing that I didn't do last time because I, I saved it for this, and this is going to be a new ongoing feature – we're going to have a question of the week. And what's going to happen is I will post a question on Twitter that coincides with the episode that we have coming up. And I'll kind of go through and I'll pick whatever answer I think, you know, is the one that spoke to me the most and and the one that made the most sense. So having said that, um, the question of the week for this, oh, that's not it. Let's see here. All right. The question was, what are your thoughts on the current trend of the mainstream media making workers out to be the problem, i.e. quiet quitting and such? Best, quote, unquote, subjective answer is discussed in the last 10 minutes of the show, weekly, starting November 2nd. Ready, set, go. Well, I picked Tiny Tony, a.k.a. Jeff Benzos. <laughs> um, her response was, it's just another way of blaming the poor for being poor. 
employers are used to being able to exploit free slash cheap labor by convincing employees that by being a team player and showing you care, a.k.a. doing shit that isn't their job, that a shiny promotion is waiting for them. It's not, and we know that. Between 2017 and 2020, $3 billion was recovered in stolen wages. Wage theft is an entire business of its own. Young workers are a threat to that business. So naturally, the response is to turn to capitalism's favorite defense mechanism, blaming the victim. So what are y'all's thoughts on that? think that was pretty accurate yeah absolutely so i will let them know later that their answer was picked you don't win anything but you know retail wars on cred but we appreciate all the absolute um participation the chat's great is very valuable oh yes 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 yeah yep so having said that um blank tag congratulations on your year anniversary for the serving times. Oh, thanks. So how's yeah. that going? How, how are your views and whatnot? Um, well, I have to give credit to Ranty cause he's here who told me to start posting shit and anti-work on Reddit. So I've been doing that. Yep. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get kicked off for spamming at some point. Probably. You probably will. Reddit is a strange bunch, bro. Yeah. I mean, I get a lot of, um, Positive feedback, though, so that's good. Like, I only get a few haters. Like, one guy called me clickbait garbage the other day, but... Oh. You wear that like a badge of honor, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... Yeah, I think it was on the Elon thing, so, like, yeah. Because I'm talking shit about Elon. People are going to come out for him. Oh, I know. It's crazy. But, yeah, October was really good. I think just the month of October matched the views for the entire rest of the year. Hey, that's Um, progress. Yeah, that one about... um. It was like cashier takes bright crashes entire U.S. economy. <laughs> yes, that was beautiful, by the way. That really blew up. So, yeah, it's doing really well. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to go further with it yet or not. Well, I, you know, I'm going to say this, you know, while you're here. You know, yes, um, I'm a blame tag stand. But you're talented <laughs> and your shit's great. It really is. And, you know, if any of you are watching this and you have no idea what we're talking about, the serving times link is in the description of the video. Check it out. And as Ranty just said, the serving times is more accurate than the mainstream media. And you know what? I about damn near 100% agree with that. Well, it's actually, I always, especially with like insider, I think I kind of consider it cheating because they are just, they're so ridiculous on their own that it's just, it's really easy to like parody them. Yep. Oh, Stephen Petrovelli gave you a great comment. Great writing, master of satire. Are, are you blushing over there now? Just a little. Um, Sorry, I had to get up and let peepees in. Oh, I understand. Um, you had a comment. I don't even know. Fourth. F- four, I don't even know how to say that. But anyway, they said, don't you dare stop the serving times. I agree. No. When, when, when am I getting the sponsorship? I'm going to put you on the spot now. Oh, I mean, if it doesn't cost me anything, yeah. I'll it, doesn't, it doesn't cost you a damn thing. We just get to make cute little bumpers saying tonight's episode is brought to you by the Serving Times. Oh, absolutely then, yeah. All right, fuck yeah. We're on. 
that's great. <laughs> Ranty says, satire for the people, mainstream media, satire for corporate America. Amen. Amen. All right. So this has been fun. Uh, yeah. Once again, um, if you have not subscribed, please consider doing so. Hit the notification bell so we can annoy you. You know, every time we post something kind of stupid, like videos about, oh, an evil appeared. Um, I did propose a new parody idea to Blame Tag, and this is something I came up with at work, and I'm just going to put it out there right now that it, the very first line of the song is, is beginning to look a lot like fuck this. I think it could be a holiday banger. Just saying. Oh, and the the... The name I couldn't pronounce, Fourth International Appreciator, is the one who said, don't dare stop the serving times. Um, oh, and Hero says, well, I thought tonight's episode was sponsored by the serving times. Well, I mean, we had to make it official, you know? <laughs> we, we, I mean, we, you know, is it a blood moon? I mean, is there something we got to do? We have to sacrifice like a goat or something? I don't know. I don't know. I thought tonight was more like promoting the serving times. Well, yeah, that too. So go read his companion piece. It's great. And while you're there, read everything. I still vote <laughs> for the guy who got lost in the stockroom. I think it's fantastic. I know you said Mrs. Blame Tag didn't think that was all that good, did you? No. Shame, shame, shame. She, um, when they get a little um, like fantastical, she's not a fan of that. Oh, well, I thought it was brilliant. I actually <laughs> sat here in the in my room and read that out loud to hero <laughs> i'm not lying so um yeah i was trying to figure out you know i know i write it all myself still but like what my top five were and that was definitely i think number one i I, my- I i thought it was beautiful yeah i mean that that, that was quality work Pulitzer that, Prize that really stuff. that really set the bar of you know where the writing needs to be well i mean you're good at it and evidently you come honest by it because it runs in your family right Oh, yeah, yeah, my brother, yeah. Yeah, oh. He looks out. So tell him, you know, She-Hulk and Fiona, that's the way. Oh, don't talk shit about She-Hulk. He'll go after you. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm not really for sure what I'm doing Wednesday. I do believe it's probably going to be the episode talking about how customers are too comfortable in the store, and they think they kind of run the show so that ought to be a lot of fun the audio from this tonight will be up here in just a little bit once i edit it and get it all posted and i'll post it on twitter and whatnot ranty hit me up so we can do our thing there and blank tag do you have any final words um yeah just one thing i wanted to touch on quickly is all these um business news sites they're using shit from social media tiktok twitter and that's really the only source of the story is what the workers are saying on social media. So I would like everyone to just kind of consider that a form of exploitation when you see shit like that. Absolutely. Because ain't none of us getting paid for that shit. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, even if they do contact the users, like a lot of times you'll see in the article is like, we're not available for comment, but sometimes they do, but they're taking shit that we're talking about and turning it into clickbait garbage that is actually detrimental to our, to our lives. So I think we do need to start, calling that out for being worker exploitation. And that's just kind of the last thing I wanted to touch on. Ooh, um, can you do an article on that? Oh, yeah. I think that'd be a good one. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. So, Blame Tag, I'm glad we got this worked out. I know we we had some scheduling issues. Um, 
this won't yeah. be the last time that you're here. So that's great. Thanks, manager. Um, yeah. And we'll we'll get some sort of bumper done, you know, for for the sponsorship. I think it'd be cool. But thank you, Nightmares in the Store. She says, good stuff, y'all. So everybody, have a great evening. Enjoy your time away from your job. Don't get exploited. Keep it moving. We'll see you guys next time.